Hi, and welcome to the Defy the Norm podcast. I'm your host, Victor Robledo, and today we're going to delve into parasites, parasite cleanses, and parasites in health, parasitic thoughts as well. But before we get into that, if this is your first touch to the Defy the Norm podcast, let me give you a quick backstory. Nine years ago, Robin and I, my wife, decided to sell everything off and move into a Class C motorhome. We sold everything off and started traveling around the U.S. in search of adventure. And we took a lot of time to also travel abroad and we visited 20 countries on a six-month road trip with backpacks with our children when they were very, very young. Nine years later, we still continue to do that and defy the norm, but defy the norm in many ways. And that's what this podcast is about, teaching you how to defy that norm and really to define it what that means for you. Because in the end, we all are here such a short period of time and it's super critical to really squeeze the very juice, the mana uh, out of life and enjoy the moments. Yes, we have to work. Yes, we have to make a living, but you can live the life of your dreams. Before we get into today's podcast, I wanted to start a new habit. For a lot of people I work with, I meet them uh, individually and we work a meditation or breath work into their normal health routine. And so I want to take a moment. If you are listening to this, take the hands over the navel. And we're just going to connect the breath and take 10 nice, deep, slow breaths. And if this is your first time doing breath work, you can't do it wrong. If this is something you do with me and you're actually one of my clients or one of my one of the people that has followed us for a long time, you know where we go with this. Close off the eyes as you breathe in, distend in through the hands and through the abdomen. One, two. Three. Four. Five. Continue on your own. As you continue to breathe nice and slow, just visualize letting go, becoming aware of the self. And if you can, bring awareness to a part of the body where you do feel tension and see if you can dissipate it where your attention goes, energy flows. A few more moments. Nice job. Slowly bring your awareness. Hopefully that gives you some clarity and gives you a moment to just take this in. Now we're currently facing a decent amount of censorship here with some of the subjects that we're talking about. So I could ask for you to share this with as many people as possible. Um, I'm speaking truth using my throat chakra to help really get uncomfortable and share some of the things that I've discovered over this trip. So please make sure you share this with as many people as possible, especially if you like it. And I want to hear from you guys. If you're actually been taking this in, I could see our numbers going up. I want to hear from you. Ask me questions. Tell me where you want to go with any of these subjects in more depth. Now, I'm not Huberman Lab. I'm not going to go in deep into the science and data. I've done all that research and my my best way to help you guys is to give you the practical applications of everything I do. I take in what I need, discard what I don't, apply it where it's possible. So let's talk and jump into parasitic and negative thoughts and how that can impact. Yes, 
parasites live in us um, in not only a figurative way, but in a literal, literal way. And some of them take root by exposure to different environments, exposure to different toxins, exposure to different negative thoughts. And the mind and body are ultimately connected. And one thing we have discovered as being living this lifestyle is that it stands in the face of everything that is that was normal. For me, I've shared my journey and how much that programming, those negative thoughts have had an impact on my ability to enjoy life. But it wouldn't surprise you to, to know that those negative thoughts had also led to negative uh, impacts on my health. Not necessarily like, oh, I don't feel good. No, but you're more predisposed through negative thoughts to have gastrointestinal dysbiosis. Dysbiosis is a bad overgrowth of, of bacteria in your gut. And a lot of our intuition is located with that gut instinct in our gut. So you can make a simple connection that if you are struggling with your GI health, you're going to struggle with your intuition. You're going to be living out of the hormones of stress. You're going to be living out of the hormones of fear. That is the connection. That's why health is so important to living your best life. Health is so important to living your best life and defying the norm. So how are those negative thoughts potentially impacting? Could it be a chicken or an egg argument? Obviously, it's very difficult because we don't have a control group. A control group is where we can kind of test you before and go, okay, your gut microbiome is on point. You're great. These are just negative thoughts. Difficult to know which came first. Um, in general, I prefer to think it was the negative thoughts, the negative impacts in our life that allow these creatures to take root. Now, um, as a side note, if you listen to this, we actually have a wonderful parasite cleanse uh, that we recommend to our clients and anyone who's interested, I would be happy. It'll be linked down in the show notes, or you can reach out directly to me or any of the coaches that includes in almost my entire family at this at this point in time where everyone is helping people in their own way. Um, Gabby is Gabby and Robin are really in the process of doing their five day course, which they could transfer their lives. For me, I focus a lot on grounding and helping people with anxiety, but oftentimes I'm handing them off to them for the bigger picture and the next evolution can reach out for any of that information and I will be happy to connect with you. Let's set up a console call. Okay, so how are the negative thoughts impacting your body and making this root? So with some simple science here is that your, your mind is directly connected to your organ systems. I've mentioned this before via the vagus nerve, especially through the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus is where you have all of your emotion. It's the emotional center of your brain. That is actually wired directly to the nervous, uh, via the nervous system to the organ system. So if you're having anger, anxiety, grief, like I've shared with you, the big six, they are, you are literally feeling that and sending that to the organ systems. Well, that ca causes the organ systems to downregulate, to not work efficiently. And that provides an opportunity for the, these bad overgrowths, these parasites to grow in number. Now, why do they do that? As you start to have these negative thoughts, most people have less energy. Because they have less energy, they're more likely to drink and abuse caffeine, stimulants, um, as well as processed foods and sugar. This creates an even greater problem because it creates a cycle, the cycle of dysbiosis. Those bugs literally feed on those things and they start to ask 
they start to send negative messages or in their in their mind and really they're sending messages in your mind to send more of this stuff down to create energy which creates greater proliferation that means they grow in number and start to control your mood start to control what you're eating and i know that's a tough concept to really grasp but if anyone that's ever been really somewhat addicted to any of those things let's say something like candy uh it can be very difficult to break those habits that is not only because you are not in control but these bugs these parasites which originally start with parasitic thoughts have taken root in your gi tract taken root in your organ systems and literally are struggling for survival the beautiful thing of this is that with the right protocol, um, you know, you can use an elimination diet and cut out uh, things like gluten, dairy, and stimulants and sugar, and you can start to really starve these creatures inside you and kill them off. And in the end, we this is a big part of exercise is sweating. Um, you can really, you have certain pathways which detoxify the body. We sweat. We pee, we poop, we are, we can breathe it out. Um, and so realize that your body's naturally detoxifying some of these things, but some of them are literally inside your GI tract. And so defecating them out, pooping them out is probably the best, best way that you're getting these things out of you, but you got to kill them first. And so having these negative thoughts and constantly being plagued by an underlying i have a lot of people that i work with that initially they're like hey i'm happy i'm happy i'm happy and they get into their burst, first breath work to realize like ooh, i have this undercurrent of emo of emotion of sadness and so that's the question mark that right there is like the light bulb if you go into some gentle breath work and you focus on different parts of the body or you do it long enough and you have this undercurrent of emotion sadness grief anger um there's a good chance that your subconscious is sending those negative messages and that's the light bulb where you need to do the work certainly a meditative practice and a breathwork practice are certainly helpful but this is why things like sauna things like ice baths can bring us more mindful they can help us with the detoxification they can force us into this regulation of health they can upregulate immune function and so a lot of people really struggle with the ability to step out and defy the norm. They know they want to, but something is holding them back. And they're quite against the concept of potentially that something else could be slightly controlling them or the messages that they've sent it consistently have impacted the mind. And I always tell people that I work with this, if you have a GI problem, that means if you have um, problems with your GI, your, the way you digest food, you likely have problems in the blood-brain barrier as well. So as we start to increase the amount of stress, the dysbiosis goes up, those negative thought patterns are on this negative feedback loop, your cortisol goes up, your stress reaction goes up. As you increase your cortisol, the permeability, that means the holes in your stomach and the gastrointestinal lining, increase. As soon as that increases, those food particles are traveling across into the blood. That blood, that starts to travel through the entirety of the body. The immune function goes on high alert. We got this stuff floating in the blood. We got to get it out. That creates an autoimmune response. Now, a lot of this will not test unless it's an extreme 
in blood work, right? And don't, this isn't about big pharma. This isn't our current medical system. The trick is to know if you're not feeling your best, you have any level of brain fog or fatigue, start to inspect the GI tract, start to inspect this negative, these negative thoughts, these parasites that are, that are literally controlling your mind. Difficult to believe, difficult to understand, but hopefully I gave you enough physiology that you understand, oh yeah, this, this makes sense. I don't, I found myself, I recently worked with a client that I put on a parasite cleanse that didn't realize he was as bad as he was till a week in. He's like, ah, you know, I didn't realize how much I was just grumpy and curmudgeon for no reason. I was painting these images and forecasting like, oh, that person looked at me that way. God, they probably think this and this and this and that. Whoa, 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 who, what is happening to me? Um, and, and so when you start to really starve those, those bugs, that dysbiosis and start to really understand that those parasitic thoughts just go beyond parasitic thoughts. They go, they permeate more. The stress reaction in the body we just went into and really as it's self-perpetuating. And I want you to understand this, having gone through somewhat of this. Uh, in when I was in my mid-30s, my dysbiosis, my number, my GI tract, my autoimmune response, my inflammation was just off the charts to the point that I had to go really hardcore into healing myself. Now, you might not have big trauma like I do in my past, but keep this in mind. Big, big T, little T, the body interprets it much the same way. There, and everyone has a unique soul. And so if you're struggling to be that person that you want to be, start to think of your mind and body and that connection. And that negative feedback loop is really what, start, what people don't realize is they feel they're autonomous and they have control until they don't. Well, why, am I, why can I not get above this? Why can I not get ahead? Well, you potentially have hurt your body significantly enough that now the organ systems are speaking up via the vagus nerve into the hypothalamus and keeping you in a mood. Um, and so you're, you end up not being in control of your emotions because you've downregulated long enough and that you have sent those down to the organ systems that they keep you like that. And this is where perpetual dis-ease becomes a problem. And no one wants to talk about this. No one has the courage. You're, you will not hear this potentially in a doctor's office. You will not hear this um, when you go see your, your, your psychologist. You're not going to hear that, mind, that, that full connection. But I'm here to tell you that you have to honor, mind your thoughts. And if you can't mind your deeper thoughts, develop a practice so that you can live uh, that free life, that life of your dreams. So as you get into that negative feedback loop, keep that in mind. Um, if you're looking, as we start to get to this very short but intense podcast, guys, if you're looking to, like I said, to start to take steps and figure out, start off with the big ones, sugar, dairy, stimulants, processed foods, flour. Those are big ones. If you, if you cut those out in the first 24 to 48 hours, you find a significant withdrawal. There is a good chance you're dealing with um, parasites uh, or a significant amount of dysbiosis, which is a bad bacterial overgrowth, which in my mind is quite parasitic as well. Now, the average American, I think uh, the numbers were 75% uh, do not have a functioning metabolism. That's a big clue as to how bad dysbiosis is. Um, it, it always shocks us when 
when people are asking me how I eat and I tell them, well, I eat all an all whole foods diet. Oh, you're on a diet. No, no, no. I'm just eating a healthy diet. Somehow not eating processed food makes it so that you, people think, oh, you must be on a diet. No, no, this is just how we're supposed to eat. And people are also have to realize that you can enjoy your food, but it does take time and it does take learning to cook. And if we start to do that, all of a sudden you start shifting your palate and you can get through that withdrawal phase is extremely, really strong. I encourage you if you do decide to do that and help your body so that you can defy the norm, stay strong, right? Get, get around people that are doing the same thing. Sometimes it's great to do the same thing with someone else. That's like, you know what? Enough of this. We're going we're gonna to change. I want to work on becoming this person. And this is why I use health and nutrition as such a cornerstone for living an amazing life. Because if you can develop the discipline to do this and gain autonomy over your mind and gain autonomy over, over your health, then all of a sudden these other things you've developed here will permeate through. There are exceptions. There's a lot of people that can develop that, that desire to develop their life, but then don't necessarily take care of themselves. In my experience, with the men that I work with and the women that I work with, if we lay the foundations for taking care of self-care, it always permeates through to them going, now I can go live this amazing life. In closing today, honor those thoughts. Understand what's going on below the surface. Develop, it, develop a mindfulness practice. And I've talked about this on previous podcasts. Journal, meditate, breath work, yoga. Um, be mindful. I, I try to do that it, even throughout my workouts, even throughout the things that I'm enjoying, I actually do a, a lot of walking meditation when we hike because I realized that I used to hike a lot and really get in a negative mood, really, especially on these long slogs, which are just like, all right, put your head down and just go to work. And it was very interesting to me because it happened to be at a certain intensity. Of course, this is my scientific physiological side as being a trainer. If I was at like 50 to 60% of maximum heart rate, which is really a moderate pace, um, it allowed me to stay in my thoughts. If I'm going for a run, all I'm thinking is, or, you know, breathing smoothly or lifting, I'm focusing on the lift. And so I became more mindful and that mindfulness took me to, oh man, I'm really angry. Why am I angry? And then I start pulling in the work like, what am I really upset about? Go upstream, go upstream. So honor your thoughts, choose to take this step forward, take your health, not as, okay, these are the things that's really in right now. I'm going to do what everyone else is in. Bring up mindfulness. Why am I jumping in this ice water? Why am I going to yoga? Why am I doing that? And start to be aware of the deeper conversation so that you can avoid feeling ill and living the life of your dreams. Thanks. Until next time. We'll talk soon.